Welcome to episode 15 of the Geek Heart Games podcast. I am Sam Suvak alongside Cody Tietrich. Hello, Cody. Hey, Sam. How's it going? Good. Uh, so let's just let's just get it all out there. For the record, this is episode 15, take two. We yes. tried to record this bad boy last night, and uh, we had some issues. We had one issue in particular. Uh, he was about a five-year-old issue, you would say? Yeah. Yes. Uh, my nephew apparently was spending the night last night. I did not know that. So he, him screaming and my family wanted to do stuff was just sprung on me. So yeah, <laughs> it didn't go well. It was a no-go for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, no-go for podcasting. But, but I mean, hey, the good news is... Yes. We recorded recording today, and today EA's press conference happened. So you're getting some E3 content... Yay! Early. It's so exciting. It's like an E3 appetizer. Yeah. And then on the next one, I'm talking about all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you want to... I I don't remember what we said. Do you want to start talking about EA, or do you want to start just talking about what we played? Let's do what we played. We can, okay. You know, all right. Get that out the way, and then dive deep in. Sounds good. So, Cody... Why don't you start us off? You wrote down something interesting in the document. We're all familiar with Cody's Corner of Rage, but this is Cody's Corner of Bad Decisions. I'm interested in this. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so I have been feeling like, man, I really want to get back into Warcraft, but I'm like, no, don't do that because <laughs> I have an issue with MMORPGs where I get sucked in and then I don't stop playing them. And obviously, that could probably get a little boring if I, every week I came back and was like, hey, I'm doing this in World of Warcraft on the podcast. Um, so instead, I made the bad decision of buying Elder Scrolls Online Somerset on the PS4. Uh, I don't know my logic because I went from one MMORPG to another. So, um, Well, the good thing about this one, I'll say, because it's on PS4... So as long as you are still showing that you're online, I'll be able to see whenever you're playing. And so if it seems to me that you're playing too much, I can get on there and be like, hey, Cody, time to come play something else. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I haven't had that issue yet. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I hop in and I play like an hour at a time usually. Okay, um, good I'm kind of treating like how I played Skyrim, where I would hop in, play for like an hour or two, and then hop out, go play something else. Um so I have played Elder Scrolls in the past when it first came out, and I remember not liking it. So I don't know why I picked it up again, but hey, here we are. I'm liking <laughs> it at this point. Um, so, I, so when I bought it, I pre-ordered Somerset. So I got all the uh, base game, and then the Morrowind update, and then when Somerset would launch, which would be a day later, I'd get all the Somerset content. So the first character I made was a Warden, and I was like, cool. This dude's got a bear as a pet. <laughs> nice. So I was in for it. Then I realized that character is really bad because you have to like level up to get the bear. I want the bear from the get-go. Yeah. Don't know why you would advertise maybe having a bear and then maybe level for it. I mean, decisions. Uh, <laughs> and I also didn't really like the Morrowind starting area. I just couldn't get into it. Like, mm -hmm. I was on a boat and I was a prisoner and I was like helping somebody help other prisoners. And man, this sounded a lot like Divinity Original Sin all of a sudden. 
Uh, also, isn't that how like Elder Scrolls? Uh, oh no, maybe I played Moro. Maybe I played Morrowind on the demo, and that's why it sounds familiar. Maybe that's probably um, what it is because I was a prisoner in that one. So the next day, the Somerset uh, expansion came out. So I made a Dragon Knight. Uh, it's kind of like a warrior with like dragon abilities. Like I can make scales come off me, and I can. My first ability I got was a fire whip. I'm assuming I'm breathing <laughs> fire and turning into a whip and lashing out. Nice. Uh, that's a little better. I feel like that's a good like starting character because like you're just a warrior. Like your job is to hit things. If you don't got to manage like magic. If you're a dragon knight, do you get to ride on a dragon? I don't think there's flying mounts, but I don't know if there's a dragon that's kind of on the ground. You know, like a giant lizard, like a komodo dragon, maybe. Okay, um, I don't think he gets to be called a dragon if it doesn't fly. Then it's just disappointing. I mean, it's a Komodo dragon, though. You know? I, I feel bad for Komodo dragons because they don't get to I fly. Do. They're like the worst of yeah. the dragons. Um, I did, for pre-order in Somerset, get a fire tiger. Like There's like a fire coming out of its <laughs> eyes and its paws, so that's pretty cool. Wait, um, its eyes and its paws? Those seem like weird places to have the fire come out. I was thinking its mouth. Yeah, I don't know. It's a very weird choice. Um, also, it took me like 30 minutes of playing to figure out how to summon my mount to the whole touchpad. <laughs> oh, so I was like running around pressing things and like <laughs> things aren't going the way I wanted. Um, I remember one of my biggest issues with Elder Scrolls Online was it was in first person. And like, I don't know why that was a big issue because I love Skyrim. And so um, I found out if you get down on the D-pad, you go in the third person because I watched some streams and finally <laughs> was like, hey, how do I do this? Um so far, I'm liking it. The uh, kind of story is that uh, the home of the High Elves, Wood Elves, and Khajiit uh, is finally opened its borders, and now all these newcomers are coming in. What's up? Uh, are the Khajiit, are those the like cat-looking cat people? people? Oh, I liked those. That's who I, I played as when I tried it. Um, so the queen has opened the borders, and so now all these new people are coming. And some of the people in the area are not so accepting of them. Uh, they think uh, they're going to bring crime and things like that. Uh, so there's a lot of, like, kind of political yeah. uh, aspects to this game, which is interesting. Um, like, the first mission you do has you finding out that a uh, religious cult has been stealing some of these newcomers uh, and sacrificing them to demons. Shit. So I was like, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> and you're helping a one of, like... The queen's top guards, Razam Dar, and like I guess he's like a cop, but for some reason I'm doing all his dirty work, and I'm like, do I get something out of this? Like he gave me some green pants, which is cool, I guess, <laughs> but I'm doing all your work, man. Like you're not even doing anything; you're just standing there looking cool, like that's, your red mohawk. That's how video games work. I know, just, just like it's just a very, work. I guess so. It's just a very weird, like you're a cop, like I don't know if he was just some random dude, like hey, you should help us out, like. Things are going bad around here. I think I'd be more okay with it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm having fun with it. Uh, I'm interested to get to like some dungeons and stuff because they do have like a you can queue in the dungeons and run them with random people. I want to see what that's like. So taking it slow. I'm not gonna get addicted. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. It's been like two days since I played, so that's pretty good for me. Mainly because Destiny is taking up all my time, but well, you know, we'll stay there. Yeah. <laughs> Action rallies, uh, but we won't talk about that. So. Yet, yet. We've got oh, yeah, yes. Destiny talk later. <laughs> All right. Um, so one thing that I've been playing, which I kind of wish we had recorded last night because I played some more today and my opinions have changed a bit. So 
I I started playing... I don't know how to pronounce it. It's that game that's F-E, so it's either Fee or Fey, depending on how you want to pronounce it. I don't know. I think it's Fey. I say, I say Fey. I like Fey, because it sounds yeah. more magical. Um, but anyway, this is like, it was on sale for $10, and I was pretty excited about it, because it's pretty, like, beautiful-looking game with the art style, and then... The point of it is like you're playing as this little this little creature. I guess he's kind of fox-like. He has big ears and he's real cute. He does have some sharp little teeth that you see sometimes, but he's real adorable. And the mechanic is pretty much you go up to things and you sing at them. Um, and so like if there's other creatures, you can go up and sing with them. And if you sing at the right frequency, you can make friends with them. So the first one I made friends with was this deer. And then when I made friends with him, I got to ride on his back. So that was pretty exciting. And then there's like these little otter creatures they seem like. And I made friends with them. <clears throat> and so you're just going around. It's, it's, it's really like just you kind of have to learn as you go. It doesn't really like tell you what you're doing. Um, and then you discover there are these bad guys. They're kind of these big hulking guys with like really thin legs and arms and they shine these lights and if they catch you or one of the creatures in their light uh you get caught in this like trap that's kind of like a ball made of vines and i guess they're like trapping these creatures and then like taking them places um if you get trapped you just die and you like reload to the checkpoint and start over um which it's not bad they have really good checkpointing um so you don't actually do any combat. There's a lot of stealth because you have to like hide from these guys. Um, but then you're just going around kind of, you find crystals that help you level up powers or you're trying to like make friends with different animals. Um, and so the first one I met was like this big bird creature and these bad guys had stolen some of her eggs. So I had to go like find and rescue her eggs and bring them back to her. And once I got all of them, she communicated with me and I learned the bird language. And then oh. after that, yeah. So after that, I can always sing my song and call a bird to me. And then the bird will fly off and show me where I should go, like the path to lead to my next objective, ob ugh, objective which is really cool. Um, so you get the crystals. What? That was a really weird noise for like, usually I'm like, you're just like, meh. Like, <laughs> I'm congested. Sorry. I'm having problems. I can't help it. Continue. I'm okay. sorry. Um, so the first ability I got was like, I had this ability to climb a tree. And like I said, he's this cute little critter. And so, like, when you're climbing the tree, he just kind of like hops up and like, different stages so it looks real cute um and so i was getting frustrated because there was this part where i had to climb up the tree and then there's this big bird that i could talk to and it would let me ride on its back which was really cool and then i had to do some more climbing and jumping and i'm not the best at climbing and jumping so i kept falling down um i was playing this the other day when i was kind of sick and i was like i don't think i can handle this right now so i stopped um, but then yesterday, 
I went back and played it some more and I was doing okay. I got past that part and I got enough crystals that I unlocked a new ability where I could jump off of a tree from a high distance and then I could glide. So I'm kind of like flying and it was super cool. I got really excited when I unlocked that. So I was like, this is great. So then I got kind of reinvigorated by the game and I was like, this is awesome. Um, but then today I, I got to this part. There's this really cool section where there's this giant deer and it's tethered. The, the monsters have kind of got it tethered with these light traps or whatever, and you have to release it. And so I released it, and then it's walking around in this circle, and you're going to have to, like, go climb up this deer. Um, but it's really hard because you have to, like, find a tall point to start with to jump off of to land on one of these trees that's growing outside of the leg of a deer and then like jump from different trees that are growing on the deer to try to get all the way to the top. And I'm, I can't do it, Cody. I've tried real hard to try to climb this deer. Um, and it's, so there are trees growing out of the deer. It's like a mountain sized deer and it has trees so growing off of it. Is it legs. actually a mountain sized deer or is it a regular sized deer? And you're just a very tiny person, like a Smurf. Well, if I'm tiny, everything else in this world is tiny because, I mean, there's trees and there's these other, there's regular sized deer. And then this is like the mountain sized deer. It's the giant mountain yeah. sized deer. So it's okay. just this one. Because um, you were like, tell me the trees are growing out. And I'm like, and Sam is either really high while playing this game or this is a very weird game. So I guess it's, it's a really weird game. It's a weird game, but it's pretty cool. But because I watched this walkthrough and this guy's like, yeah, you just jump from here to here to here. And I'm like, all right, I can do that. No, I cannot do that. Um, I was doing it for like an hour today, keep trying to like climb this deer and I couldn't do it. And I got really frustrated. So that's where I am right now. I'm, I've reached a point where I don't know how to get past this. And I'm very upset that my jumping skills are lacking. Um, but if you're someone who's good at platforming and that type of thing, you would probably really like it. It's a really cool game. And it's, I love the little guy that sings when you sing to the other animals. It's so cool. Um, it is just a lot of fun. I'm just not good at this part. So I need to find somebody who can just like come play this for me and get me through this part and then I can keep going. So, but it's really cool. And I think people should check it out. So yeah. Okay. All right. Cody, what else you got? Uh, so I think we both played the Mario Tennis Aces demo that came out. Mm -hmm. um, boy, was this a real big disappointment for me. Um, I was super <laughs> excited for this fucking game. I was like, hell yeah, I get to play Waluigi. Like, I like tennis as a sport. Tennis games, because like this jam, and I played like mm -hmm. Wii Tennis back in the day. And like, I think I will get this game. I think I will get it when it's on a sale. Because I don't enjoy how reliant some of the like, the like, quote unquote super moves are because mm -hmm. like you have like your ultimate ability that every character gets but then like they're like charging up and doing a star smash and like doing all this lobbing and like i wasn't really enjoying some of that stuff mm -hmm. but apparently you can turn it off in the real game um i also didn't like that like you had to win matches get points to unlock characters in the demo to play as and that's the only way you could unlock to play as waluigi in the demo oh, i, I want to play that. waluigi from the start yeah because here's the issue. That game, that demo, did not have the best internet capabilities, apparently. <laughs> no. I hear this from a lot of people. <laughs> Every match I played, 
I would go to hit the ball back at somebody and my character would teleport across the screen. <laughs> and I'm like, so I missed and like I lost the game like three games in a row in like under a minute. I was like, nah, I'm good. Like I don't, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm done with this demo. Um, I was really excited for this demo because I was like, yeah, this is like going to show me how much I enjoy this game and unfortunately I didn't. So I'm yeah. going to pick it up when it's on sale eventually. Probably around Christmas, but how did you like it, Sam? I did not care for it. First yeah. off, I don't care for tennis games to begin with, really. Um, second, there's a lot going on in this game. There are so many yeah. different things you have to like learn how to do, and like you have to. There's like super moves, and then there's like you can learn to block, but you also have to do it this way. And I'm like, what? And then you have like your trick shot where you like jump across the court to get to the other side that yeah. thing is just a disaster every time because like as soon as you start to do it it's too late and you don't get over there in time um yeah and at half time you end up missing like your character just goes like right through the ball and you're like what no it's just a mess like i personally didn't have any problems with like the lag or the network stuff once i was able to get in it took me a while to like even just be able to play because it kept saying it wasn't available um but uh now it's just like I I didn't have fun with it. I was really not good at it. Um, and I just... If I'm going to play a game that's somewhat like that, I just want to play Disc Jam. Because Disc Jam's a lot of fun. Uh, it's got fun music. It's just quick-paced. Like, you just get in and can handle it. And, like, there's complicated stuff you can do in that, but it's just mostly about, like, how you rotate the joystick before you do your shot and like you don't have to do the high level stuff and it seems like if you're not doing the high level stuff in mario tennis you're going to be at a supreme disadvantage unless you play the simple method but then it's just like eh, whatever um yeah but i wasn't i wasn't super excited about it i'm not super into like mario sports games um so i didn't really go into it expecting I mean, this is gonna have a story mode so like I will. That's the only reason I'm really going to pick it up. Like, if this was just all online stuff, like, I would not pick this up. Uh, because there's going to be a story mode, so it would be something else to do besides the online. So that's why I would pick it up when it's on sale. But, uh, yeah, a lot going on in that game, and I was just not... Yeah. I didn't enjoy it, and that sucks. I think there's probably motion controls of some sort that you can use, I would guess. I think... Yeah, because I think you said you can pop off yeah. the Joy-Cons and use them. With that in mind, I think your niece is going to kick your butt when you play with her. Just FYI. Touche. All right, good point. <laughs> I don't know how much of a tennis fan she is, but... I bet she'll do it just to kick your butt. <laughs> Probably she'll just, get, just kick her butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, well, that... Yeah, that was a letdown. That's disappointing. Um, but let me... Let's end this on a high note, and let me tell you about something that was super surprising and super fun. There's this game called Tumblestone, okay? This, I went to my um, Twitch Prime games, which I don't know if it was last month or this month, but if you've been claiming your Twitch Prime games, you should have this game. Um, it was one of the free games. And so basically, it's, it's this really cute game. You're playing as Cleopatra, and you are wanting to get across the desert so you can go eat your Caesar salad, which is hilarious. Um, and her character is really 
minimal importance because really she's just at the bottom of the screen and then it's kind of like a tetris setup but all the blocks are at the top and it's just single blocks they're different colors and it's a match three so you just have to shoot up and hit um three of the same color to clear them out of the way and your goal is just to get them all cleared away um so they can just be you know whichever ones are on top or there can be like two two or three stacked in a row that you get um so it's a pretty simple concept, and when you start out, I mean, it's it's a really simple thing to play through, but then as the levels progress, it starts to get harder, and like you have to really pay attention and be like, well, I have to do these in this order, or else I'll need this block free next, and if I don't do it right, you know, and so you'll have to restart and do it. Um, so it's like, it's like a little puzzle game, but it's a lot of fun. Um, once, like every 10 levels, you get to like a little special level, and in this one, the blocks, normally they just stay up there. They're all there and you just clear them out. Uh, on the 10th levels, they start dropping down. And so it's like you're, you're under a timer and you got to get them, get them cleared out. And so those are usually actually a little bit easier than the other levels because like you're just doing it against the time more than like really having to plan it out. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and then you get to a point where this guy comes up and the Goblin King shows up and you're like, oh no, here's my enemy, the Goblin King. I'm going to have to fight him. But then it turns out that the Goblin King and Cleopatra are buddies and they just hang out together. And then... <laughs> what is this game? I know, it's crazy fun. Um, so there's 30 levels in a world. And so you get to the 30th um, level to complete the world. And it's this little like uh, battle between you and the Goblin King. And so you've got this stuff that's moving down and you have to like try to get it cleared out faster than he can. And it's just a lot of fun. Um, the puzzles can be challenging, but they're not too hard. I think the longest I spent on a level was like eight and a half minutes. So... And that was like, you know, I had to restart quite a few times before I could finally figure it out, but I eventually did. Um, and it's just fun. The These blocks, so like they're all different colors and they kind of have, some of them have different faces on them. So like the blue box, the blue blocks all have this kind of sad face on them and then like the purple ones have this real goofy looking face and like sometimes on the purple ones a little tongue will kind of slip out the edge of the mouth and it'll just kind of stick its tongue out at you briefly so it's really fun and playful i highly recommend this game if you just want something where you're like oh this is another one that i was playing while i was sick so i was like i can't handle real video games i need to do something else and it was just really peaceful and fun to play when i wasn't feeling good so i highly recommend it let's see if it's on a sounds like a good switch game let's see if it's on the switch oh that would be good if you had if i had the touch controls we could do that yeah that'd be fun i'd probably buy it if it was on switch yeah, yeah i'm gonna look that up that's pretty cool but yeah but everyone should have it if you're getting your twitch prime games so keep that in mind okay do you want to talk about destiny 2 real quick yeah, let's do that, and then we can head into the. Well, we got the. We got a couple things. We got a couple things. Um, so, this past Tuesday, Destiny Two announced their big Year Two reveal. Uh, the new expansion is called Forsaken. We're going to a lawless area of the Reef. If you remember from Destiny One, the Reef is where we got to see the uh, Woken Queen and all that. Uh, we're going to a different area this time, and. A lot of new stuff coming with this. They haven't revealed the story stuff. That's going to probably be shown at uh, Sony's press conference because they have a deal with them. 
So we know a little oh. bit about how we're going. I was confused. Oh. I thought I thought we did know. I thought part of the story was that we were going we to the prison. I thought the story was the prison break, and we had to fight the yeah, birds that broke out. Part of the story, but we're gonna know like more on oh, okay. Tuesday of okay. the Sony Press Conference. So, uh, if you remember the Prison of Elders, uh, Cade's been filling it up, and now these people have broken out. So, we're gonna be hunting down some outlaws. They actually have a mode called Baron Hunt, where we're gonna be hunting down eight barons, and each one has a kind of like different field of them. They said like there's going to be a sniper baron, so you're gonna want to have a sniper battle with them because he's not gonna let you get in close with, like a shotgun. So that'd be really, really cool. Um, we're getting some new supers. Apparently, each uh, subclass is getting a new super. Um, Sam, did which of uh, the ones you saw in the video? Which one did you like the most? Okay, here's. I gotta admit something to you, Cody. I'm. I was a bad podcaster and I was also a bad employee because what happened was this happened while I was at work and I was like, well, I don't want to, I just, I'm so excited. I need to know what's going on. So I was listening to it on my computer while I was at work. Um, and also I was like, well, I kind of want to see what's happening, but I was like working. So I was like, well, I could have the video up on my phone a little bit. And so I could like peek over and see a little bit of the video on my phone. So I would just see little flashes of stuff that looked really cool, but I did not actually see what any of the new supers would be. Uh, so the kind of ones they showed off was like uh, the Void Warlock has like a you teleport around and it kind of seems like you're conducting energy as you teleport and then you do a huge explosion. Nice. Uh, the Arc Warlock has a giant like beam, almost similar to Moira's beam from Overwatch. Oh, okay. uh, it travels across the screen very far. Uh, the Sunbreaker Titan Gets a two-handed hammer, mm -hmm. kind of like the axe from Rise of Iron. Uh, and then Hunters, they have the Void. You get, like, let's say you get two katanas in your hands. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can teleport around and you're invisible. So you're just mm -hmm. slashing up things. And then uh, the Golden Gun one, you can get a uh, some fire-throwing knives, like a bunch of them. Like, uh, I think they're called kunai, uh, natural term. So those are pretty exciting. I hope there's good. actually a good, like, lore reason mm -hmm. why they're in the game. Because I get it. It's cool. It's cool to have these new supers and scan new gameplay. But, like, I don't know. I like the story behind the Sunbreaker Titan. So, like, if magically I can hold a two-handed hammer, I want to, like, good lore reason behind that. Okay, um, what's the lore between b b b behind your Sunbreaker? So there's a group of Titans who went to found a forge on Mercury. And they reached into the forge and they pulled out the hammer of soul. And so that's where you get the hammers that you throw from the Sunbreaker class. Couldn't they have just reached further and pulled out a bigger hammer? Possibly. I guess we'll find out. I guess uh, I just hope there's a good reason to find that. <laughs> I do hope we get to go back into the creepy forest and we get to see the little protections yeah. again. Because I like I... that. That's my favorite part of Destiny too. Seriously, I loved that part when you would go to the forest and get the little the little vignettes that told the stories right before you got your power. That was really cool. Because there's a lot of cool ones in there. Like how uh, like Shax talks about Saladin and Ephrodite. Now like Ephrodite would throw Sh uh, Saladin and he would do the... Uh, striker titan super yeah. onto like fallen and stuff that's pretty cool yeah, yeah so a bunch of new supers i mean nine all together so that's really exciting uh they're introducing a new weapon the compound bow there's going to be a mm -hmm. short range medium range and long range so it kind of seems like 
you're going to want to have one to compensate your play style. Like if you have a sniper rifle as like your secondary, you're going to want a short range or medium range bow as like a primary. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Hope, uh, hope it's not too overpowered in PVP. Hope I'm not getting one shot at them. I'm sure um, you will until they get it worked out, but that's fine. Probably. There seems like this, this, Design goal they're having lately is just if it's broken, let it like sort itself out. So it's <laughs> like you got the graviton lands and the vigilance swing in Destiny Two right now, are just wrecking house, and yeah. they're not going to nerf it because they don't want to nerf anything. So, yeah. um, a very exciting thing: a new PvP slash PVE game mode called Gambit. It's a like horde mode, but it's four v four, and you're collecting tokens and you're trying to stop the enemy team from beating their boss. So you keep collecting these tokens. Once you have enough, you summon the prime evil boss, as they put it. And you, the first person to kill, first team to kill the boss wins. Now where this gets spicy is you can send somebody over by donating tokens and you can, they can, so you really kind of want to send someone as a super. They go over, hopefully they don't get destroyed. They kill all of them. They get their tokens from the enemies, come back to their your side, Deposit. These people are out of now down a bunch of tokens that they've been holding on to. So you kind of want to play safe, but you kind of want to play dangerously because, like, you never know when you're going to want to like block them from summoning their boss. So it seems really interesting. What do you? What are your thoughts on that game mode, Sam? It seems interesting, um, Cody. You know, I don't like change. Really, I don't <laughs> like new things. Um, so that one sounds like. I don't know. I'll have to wait and see how it is. It sounds like it's going to be harder than your normal PvP, so I might not be into it. One other other thing that they've announced also is that I think Quick Play is going to go back to 6v6 all the time. Um, yes. And I'm Cody, I have to tell you, I'm not happy about that. Now let me tell you also, before Destiny 2 launched and they were like, oh, we're changing PvP to 4v4, I was very unhappy about that. I was like, no, what? I need six players. Now that I've been playing it, I'm like, no, I like the four players. I don't want six players again. So like I mentioned earlier, I flip-flop all the time. Um, and I'm just very difficult to please. So I, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fun, but I'm, I'm not super excited about it um, as far as that goes. I... I'm very excited for Gambit. I think this is a very interesting game mode. I can see myself losing a lot of hours in that. <laughs> um, I so it's it's gonna have its like own matchmaking thing. It's not yeah. gonna be tied to Crucible. Yeah. It's not gonna be tied to like planets. It's just gonna have its own little thing up mm -hmm. in the corner. Just click on go. So I hope there's like, I hope the rewards for doing it are mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. Like I hope you like. Oh hey, like it has its own loot pool. Like hey, if you want the Gambit set, you gotta go play Gambit. Like I hope that's kind of what it is. Um, if you want the special Gambit compound bow, you have to go play Gambit. Like I want that kind of stuff. I hope they do mm -hmm. that with it. Um, I don't want it to like just drop any random yeah. weapon. I want to be. I want it to be special. Like there's mm -hmm. gonna be a reason to play it. Um, and I'm sure like they said they're gonna like refine it over the next couple months. Make sure it's actually like decent. Like there's nothing game breaking about it. Because I'm sure like. It would really suck if you you going in and like you're about to kill the boss and then someone comes over and just striker titans you to death at the yeah. last second. So I'm sure there's gonna be like a window where it's like, hey, you can go over during this time and stop the enemy. But like, if the boss is like a sliver health left, then no, we're not gonna like do that. Like you've already lost. Mm -hmm. So 
they have a new raid zone. It's going to be an actual living like world. I've completely forgot the name. It's something city. I th is it the Dreaming City? <laughs> the Dreaming City. Yeah. Um. So you're going to go there, and the raid is there, but it's also like a space where you can do things like quests and all yeah. that. And the set is going to evolve over time as people go through the raid. Apparently, this raid is going to have the most bosses they've ever had. So the most bosses they ever had is four. Okay. In King's Fall and Destiny One. So, I hope they're not just going to be like, "Oh, it's the most we've ever had." It's actually just five. I hope there's actually something going on. <laughs> I am excited. We're going back to boss mechanics because I like the Leviathan raid, but I don't like that there's no like like Callus is the only boss. Really, like, I guess you can count the dogs, right. um, and then like in the raid layers, there's like one boss per, and like there's like a jumping puzzle or something, and then yeah. the boss. So I hope there's actually like actual. I'm glad we're going back to actual real boss encounters because like my first raid was the Rise of Iron Wrath and the Machine raid, and that was so much fun because it was all bosses and like you had to work as a team together, and like there wasn't no weird like. A new raid, the raid, new raid layer. It's like you're playing hot potato with this ball all the time, <laughs> and that's kind of a dumb mechanic. Eventually, you're like, ah, oh, this is so annoying. Yeah. So, um, so it'd be interesting to see. Uh, Sam, you don't raid a lot. So how are you feeling? Well, I've it? only raided the once, Cody. You're being generous. Um, uh, yeah. We're gonna go back now that I'm OP'd and can hopefully do it without dying so much. Um, but I'm really excited about the Dreaming City. It sounds really cool, and like what I saw of it when I was glancing at my phone briefly, it looked fantastic. And so I'm really excited that it's going to be a place we can go not just for the raid, but for other stuff. Because obviously, I would not be raiding there for quite some time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it looks really cool, and I'm so excited about that. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to see what all the new story is in these new worlds that we've got. Because um, one thing they were talking about with the Forsaken and the Jailbreak was kind of like a like an old Western type theme to it. They said yeah. something about like tumbleweeds in space, and that got me pretty excited. So I'm just excited to see what that's all about. But yeah. And then there's like a bunch of other like changes they're adding. Like they're adding a co the collections that you usually can view oh, yeah. in your vault will now be improved upon and you can actually it'll be on the main menu and uh there's gonna be things called triumphs where like this is gonna be where like almost like the grimoire score in destiny one but then other things like you like how kind of how you get lore through the game so that's really cool because right now the only way to get lore is certain gear as a show lore tab so i did be not nice. know that i've never once looked at lore every exotic gear. has a show lore Every exotic has a show lore tab and then some legendaries. Never was. Um, they're improving the weapon slot system where now you can have, if you want three shotguns, uh, you if you want to do the mm -hmm. Destiny 2 method of like two primaries, or if you want to do the old school Destiny 1 where like shotguns and snipers can be your secondary instead of your heavy. So that's really good. Because uh, I know a lot of people complain about that. They're redoing mods. They're redoing masterworks. Kind of make it to where like almost like a leveling up of your gun the way you do masterworks because now masterworks are just like you get a random roll on a gun that's another thing they're bringing back random rolls so your perks will come with different uh guns will come with different perks not your perks will come with different guns 
So I didn't fully understand that. So like right now, if you get a gun, it's always going to have the same perks. But now in the future, yes. if you get a gun, there's no telling what perk it might get. So we could get different ones. Yeah. Okay. And like they, they said the way they're going to bounce that out is that now every gun is going to have two mods. So like, say you get a gun, say you really want kill clip on a gun, but you get a different perk. That's actually kind of decent. Well, now you'll get a mod for kill clip that you can like grind out and put on your gun. So you still get the best of both worlds. So if you find you finally get the gun, but what doesn't have the perk you want, you can get the perk you want by doing the mods. Um, and then armor is going to start having stats again, like how it did in Destiny 1. It's not just like... Because right now armor is sort of just there to make you look how you want to look, which is cool, but having armor that gives you a benefit is also kind of nice. I mean, some of the armor has stuff that comes with it. I don't understand what the difference is here. The armor that comes with stuff has mods on them. Mm -hmm. This is going to be like actually like stats and like a non-mod thing. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like no, on Destiny One. Fine. I don't remember Destiny okay. One at all. I it's just going to be like time, but... your armor is going to be like guns, where there's going to be perks on it instead of just a mod that gives you a perk. Okay. I mean, whether whether it, whether it just has the perk default or whether it has a mod with a perk, it still has a perk, so I don't understand the difference, but it doesn't matter. There's going to be more than one, pretty it's much is what I'm saying. Okay, it's fine. Anyways. It's fine. We'll bunch of change is coming to Destiny in September. On September 4th, it'll be $40. How do we feel about that price point? Um, I mean, it's a lot, but I'm going to pay for it, obviously, because yeah. we're not... Um, I, I'm not sure how um, I feel about the annual pass. I don't understand what this is. If it doesn't have actual like new story adventure stuff, I'm not getting it because I just don't need extra like weapons and stuff. Oh, no. uh, so yeah, real fast. I think forty dollars is fine. Uh, it was a bunch of people were expecting this to be free. I would never expect <laughs> that. People are no. people work on this. This yeah. is like say what you will about Chris Osiris and Warmind. People worked on that. So yeah. You still have to pay for it. It's $40. I'm fine with that. They also announced they're moving to a model called the Annual Pass. This is kind of so they can provide content throughout the year. It's $30. And there's going to be like kind of three big drops. They said this will add story. It just won't be as focused on cinematics, like how Warmind and Chris Osiris, you got a, like storage like a cinematic of Osiris and a cinematic of Anna Bray. It'll just add more quests and stuff and other gear and stuff like that. It's Here's the thing, Cody. Here's the thing, sir. I love Destiny 2 cinematics, okay? I do too. I agree with you. Like, I, they're so well done. That's, I mean, that's part, that's part, that's the main reason why you and I are debating buying destiny 2 again on xbox just so we'd be able to replay the story again if we ever wanted to because we have all of our character slots already filled up um yeah i mean it's it's that's that good of a game also it's because it's ten dollars at best buy right now so um not the point what was the point i don't i don't know how i feel about this annual pass is the point um so i don't know i guess i'll have to wait and see what it really gives you and if it's what I want or not. Cause I don't even, I don't always go back and do just random adventures that are just out there in the world. If they're not the main story, I don't always do them. 
I sometimes do. Like, there are some adventures I haven't done on certain planets, but, like, I, for the most part, have done a lot of stuff in Destiny 2 currently. Um, I won't be buying it day one. Like, I'll just buy Forsaken. And when they have actually, like, kind of shown, like, hey, what the first mm-hmm. drop is. I think the first drop is called, like, the Black Armory. Sorry, hit my mic. Um, so once they've kind of gone over that, then I'll feel more comfortable dropping my $30. But I think no matter what, I'll end up still getting it. Okay. Because, like, currently, my current problem with Destiny 2 is... I missed a lot of the stuff in uh, season two for Christopher Cyrus. Like there's all these armors and ornaments for stuff that I missed. And I'm really mad at myself for missing them. So I don't want to miss out on anything. And see, I am like, I don't care about collecting any of that stuff. I just like to go shoot things. So I'm just like, Meh. Oh, yeah, so maybe the annual pass isn't like, maybe it's for not you as a player. So I, mean, right. I guess that's kind of the point. I know we've talked about this quite a bit. Can we talk about Destiny just a little bit more and talk about the faction rally that's going on right now and how we feel about it? I don't see why not. Okay. It's our show. We do what we want. We do what we want. I'm, I gotta say, I am not a fan of this new faction rally and the way that it works. Um, because what happens is you're out in the world doing stuff and you get renown, which you get different levels of renown, and the higher you get, the higher the reward tokens you get for your faction, which is great, but also the less damage your du- your gun does and your health does not regenerate and it makes it really hard. And I'm out here doing just like other random stuff and I'm getting this renown and I'm like, God, this is making it really hard to play the game. And like, I didn't, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to turn that off and just like play some regular and not have to worry about my renown going up. I... I think it has a challenge it does to challenge. the patrol areas because, mm-hmm. like, you have to play a little smarter. I don't think it's the best system to do this because I spent, like, two hours last night grinding tokens because, like, I don't, also don't agree with how they did the rewards, uh, how they tied it to each faction gets a certain gun catalyst, which is kind of what everyone's going for because catalysts are which we're all trying to get currently. Um I think they should have made it to where the rewards are when you get to 50, you have a choice of three. So you could oh. still pledge. Because this issue is like, you've taken away that whole, like, people, like, I love Dead Orbit, but say Johnny Two Shoes over here is a diehard Fusion War Cult member. But now he, if he wants to Graviton Catalyst, has to go sign up for Dead Orbit. So he's, his fa- Future War Cult pride is now hindered because he's for Dead Orbit this month. That's so true. I think they really should have just put it as, hey, get the 50, here's your choice of the three, but you can stay as Future War Cold if you want. I think they should really up how you get tokens from other things. Like PvP should be getting you like five tokens on a win, two tokens on a loss, just how like Iron Banner is. Doing a raid should give you a shit ton of tokens. Because you only get three for completing each thing. Seriously? And it's like, that's some of the hardest ta- uh, like stuff. That's bullshit. Um uh, I did notice if you do like strikes in a row, they kind of like cause Byron, our friend Byron and I did like three strikes in a row. The first one we got seven, the next one we got 12 and then the next one we got 21. Oh. So it kind of like was going up. I want he left before we could see like what the fourth strike would have given us. So I do wonder if there's something going on with that, but like, yeah, the best way to farm the tokens is like, I found you go to the planet Titan because it's such a small area that you can run everywhere really. You find a public event, you do the heroic, you get three renown, you do two patrols real quick, you go into a lost sector. 
and you just kind of rinse and repeat for a couple hours. And like, I was averaging about a hundred tokens an hour, so it's not bad. Like I'm at like rank thirty six right now. Oh my god, I, Cody! Oh my god, I have eighty tokens, and I'm like, how much is that going to level me up? Because I don't think I'm going to do much more before Tuesday when it ends. Um, yeah, it's so, um ten or twenty per level. So. Okay. So obviously, I am never going to get anywhere near 50. So obviously, I'm never going to get the Graviton Lance Catalyst. So obviously, I wasted pledging to Dead Orbit when I should have stayed with my future War Cult, which is the one I liked. Um, So for me, this has been a big waste of time, and I'm not happy about it, and I don't like it. And they haven't really commented on if Faction Rally levels will carry over. So I don't like, think they will. if you pledge, I don't think they will either. So like, if you pledge Dead Orbit again, are you still going to be at hypothetically ten, or are you going to be at zero? So like, zero. This and like, I feel like Fashion Rallies really should run for two weeks. Um, they shouldn't run for one week. Uh, but should. I do think if they run for two weeks, you should be able to do like a little checkbox, like, hey, I don't want to do Renown. Because it makes doing Escalation Protocol a fucking nightmare. Seriously. Well, I've learned my lesson. I just shouldn't pledge to a fucking faction next time this comes up, and then I won't have to deal with it. Because, I mean, really, what's the point for me? Yeah, it it makes it kind of feel like if you're not a diehard person who really wants something, you don't have, like, a chance. Because, like, there's no... I mean, granted, if you have three characters and you run... They give you, like, a daily Miley stuff. Miley Stone, daily milestone <laughs> for your faction, and if you do that, you get an extra fifteen tokens. And I think I did it on th- all three, and I had zero tokens to start. If you did it on all three, I got to a hundred tokens by doing. Today's was go to a lost sector on Nessus with three renown. So I did that real fast. So yeah, but that's a lot of time. It took me like thirty minutes. Yeah. So. Okay. I think they need to they can do some improvements. I think it's a nice idea, but they can definitely make a lot of improvements with it. All right. So, so enough nice. about Destiny, but perhaps not enough about Bungie because we had a news story this week that um is it NetEase is the company? Yes. They have invested in Bungie to create a new IP. And I'm pretty excited about this. Cody, I put on our notes that we should each pick out what kind of game we would like Bungie to develop next with this sweet NetEase money. Um, Do you have something? I do, but here's the thing. I think we should kind of realize NetEase works in mobile. God damn it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they kind of work on the mobile. But I feel like for this one, they will publish an actual real game. The way they make it sound. Um, I think Bungie is very well known for their shooters. I feel like they're going to go with an RPG shooter in the vein of like Fallout. Not open world, but like, you know, like a shoot, like you shoot stuff in Fallout, but it's also an RPG. Um, they've done space all look really well with Destiny and Halo. So I think they're going to go for like a post apocalyptic world shooter. That's what I think, and that's what I kind of would like to see from them. Okay, 
Well, I'm still pissed off and feeling that you pooped all over my idea. If this turns out to be a fucking mobile game, I'm going to be pissed. But let's pretend that it's definitely not going to be that. Okay. Um, So I was thinking about this and I got real excited because um, what I would like to see, Cody, there was this game that came out called Underworld Ascension. And when I heard about it, I was like, ooh, is this, like, based on the Underworld movies? That would be awesome. I thought the same thing. It was not. So, but what if we had a bungee shooter set in the Underworld-type world? So you've got vampires, you've got werewolves. It's very dark all the time. It would kind of almost be like a Bloodborne setting. I don't care. It could be, like, the 1800s. Um but like your guns, like sometimes you would get like light bullets that you would use to shoot the vampires and they would like explode light and stuff. It could be really cool. Um, you could get like rapid fire crossbows or something. I don't know. I think there could be some really neat stuff that could go there and it would be like right on the edge of horror, if not total horror also. I'm excited about it. I think it'd be really cool. That would be. Um I don't know. We have to wait and see, I guess. Are you uh, going to poop all over my idea again? It looks like you're about to poop on it. No, I'm so like uh if you read the press release, so NetEase has given them a is a million or 100 million. Surely it's 100 million. A million doesn't do much these million. days. I think it was like 500 million for the Destiny universe is what Activision gave them. Um okay. the C- CEO kind of made a point that the reason they made this deal is so that they could self-publish and the wording he chose kind of makes me sound like Bungie would like to get away from Activision. Hmm. Um, like they're not happy with what's going on. So it kind of makes me wonder if some of the decisions that led to Destiny 2 yeah. was an Activision thing. Because you have the Eververse and now it's all microtransactions. I wonder if we see Bungie try to get out of the contract, because right now Bungie and Activision have a 10-year contract. Mm-hmm. That's for three Destiny games in the universe. Um, so I wonder if you can... It's up to Activision if they let Bungie leave the contract, though. So I do wonder what we see from that. Because um, I think right now we're on... I think it's we're halfway done. We're year five with uh, that contract, so... It'll be interesting, because I don't know, some of the wording he chose just really made me feel like he's not happy (laughs) with where the company is going under Activision, so they really want to self-publish their next game. So that'll be interesting to see what happens next. I don't think we see this game for a long time. I think we're on the PS5 by then. I think that'll be, or if it is a mobile game, I guess we'll see. Fuck you. Don't even say it. I don't want to hear this mobile bullshit. They have published mobile games in the past. They published like a pirate mobile game before Destiny 1 came out. So, who knows? I don't think it will be. I don't know why you just want to crush my dreams. It's very crude of you. I mean, I'm just saying I don't think we're ever going to get an Underworld video game, but I mean, I I love those movies. I love those movies, and I thought the same thing when Underworld Ascended came out. I'm not saying it has to be Underworld. I'm just saying, like, vampires and werewolves, dark horror, it could be awesome. Okay. It's fine. Did you watch the Underworld movie where they, uh, it's the one like, it's like the prequel, and it's where you learn about what, like, how the war between the vampire and werewolves started? 
I want to say it's like Rise of the Lycans or something. I feel that I have. I feel that I've I seen that all movie. of the Underworld Such movies. Movie. I don't necessarily remember anything from them much at all. I didn't see the most recent one because I felt like the most recent one was really weird. But anyways, video games. Yeah, okay. So, all right. All right. That's fine. Um, I don't... F- oh, wait. Can I... Let's just have just a, a real quick esports update, okay? Because I know you don't care anymore. But I you just I made a care. face. You I just still watch. Okay, so let's let's go back to I don't know was it it was either Wednesday or Thursday night. I I was tuned in and I was like, oh, Shanghai Dragons are playing, and um, they they got to a place where they were up two to one, and I got real excited and I was like, oh my god, I don't want to jinx this, but I I texted Cody because I'm like, hey man. Just in case, you might want to tune in in case this is the night that history is made. Um, unfortunately, I, I guess it did get jinxed. I think we all jinxed it or something. It did, it did not turn out. Um, it, uh, it turned pretty quickly. They lost the next map, and then it went to a game five. It was a control point, and it went to all three points, um, but they did not end up winning, and it was very disappointing. Um, but, uh, the thing, it was so, people just love Shanghai Dragons so much and they root for them so hard. And like, while the game was going on, like you could hear the audience just chanting in the background. It was one of those like, let's go dragons, let's go. And it was like, they were so excited for them. And it's just like, oh, one of these days it's going to happen and it's going to be glorious. That's all I can say. The whole world is rooting for them. Um, what? For the record, I do care about esports, and I did watch. I tuned in, and I feel like I was the reason they were losing, so I instantly <laughs> stopped watching them. Um, the big takeaway I heard, because like, I tuned in, I watched one game, and then they started losing real bad, and I was mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm just going to stop watching now. Uh, they made the commentary made a note about a character, a player named Fearless, and how he refuses to play Reinhardt. Like, he won't play that character. And I was like, that's a sign of a not good player or yeah. teammate. If you're choosing not to play something, like, no, you, like, just need to adapt. Like, come on. Like, if you're a tank player, gotta be able to play them all, in my opinion. But anyways. And and what was really weird was when we were on the fourth map, it was Watch Point Gibraltar, and the commentators were the whole time were talking about how I feel really bad right now as a podcaster because I can't remember who Shanghai was playing. Doesn't matter. Their opponent. Yeah. Uh, Mayhem. Mayhem. Oh, right, right. Florida Mayhem, because it was like another one of the lower level teams where they like really stood a chance. Um, but Mayhem was running Reinhardt and some other stuff. And they were like, man, it's, you know, it's weird that sh- the dragons are sticking with their their composition right here. They're not changing at all for this map. You know, they're just trying to power through. It's not working for them. And then they went to the fifth map, and on that map, they completely changed their composition. And there was, I think Fearless did play Reinhardt on that one. And like, there was just weird stuff. Like, they, I don't know why they switched there, but they didn't switch before. It was just really weird. But I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, The next day, I think LA Gladiators were playing New York Excel, and they had a reverse sweep. And they beat New York Excel, which was pretty exciting. It's always exciting anytime that team gets beaten, just because they're so yeah. good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I will say that um, I feel like during the last stage, towards the end of it, I feel like I heard that like 
New York Excel would like try different things and do different things and maybe not play their best completely because they wanted to save like their their good techniques for the finals. And so it's like it's it's always possible that they're doing that, which is kind of sad. But uh, but hey, I'm happy for LA Gladiators. That was an awesome win for them. And uh, this is this is the team that they played in the stage three finals where um, New York Excel got to pick their opponent and they were like, oh, we'll pick LA Gladiators because they'll be easy. So suck on that, New York Excel. Um, and then just finally, today is Pride Day at the Blizzard Arena. So I was watching a little bit of the game before we started uh, recording. And it was just fun to see like everyone, they've got these rainbow like armbands and then just people in the audience are going crazy with stuff. There's a lot of like fun shirts. There's this guy who had like a really elaborate rainbow wig. So that was exciting. It's just nice to see all that out there. So good for them for supporting uh, queer people of all, all types and pride. So that was fun. Um, I think that's all I have to say about esports for right now. So you don't have anything. Uh, I know LA Gladiators did it again today where they reverse sweeped London Spitfire. Fuck yeah, LA Gladiators. They are going so for it. Is, yeah, they're going for it. So Yeah. So I'll be I'm excited for the finals. I wanna see how like what happens. Like maybe some crazy upset will happen. New York Sec New York XL will crash their car and no one will be injured but no one can make it to the arena um or maybe no they just won't play very well <laughs> i mean maybe that I said no one was injured as i said just they can't make it to the arena so they forfeit um if that happens it was not me okay just for the future like <laughs> okay all right all right um so i think that is all we need to talk about and we can get into the excitement of today, our E3 appetizer. Whoa, whoa. Oh, wait, was there something else we need to talk about? So you put this article about, from Polygon.com talking about uh, change coming to Steam. Okay. And I think we should, I think we're going to have a nice, quick, heated debate about it before we hop into this EA stuff. So you posted this article and you were like, what the fuck? And I clicked on the article and I feel like Polygon went for a very misleading title mm -hmm. saying that Steam has just given up at this point. And I don't think that was what's happening at all. So the story. A few weeks back, some visual novels that had contained like erotic and uh, half-naked people. Those are the same things. I don't know why I just said that. Uh, got hit by like some reports saying Steam telling them like, hey, because of the content of your game, we're going to pull you from the store. And they were like, this is bullshit. Like we got this cleared before they republished to Steam, and now we're like not gonna be able to make money from these. Uh, Steam has since like taken those reports away and been like, sorry about that, we don't mean for that to happen. Uh, people were reporting them because they didn't want to see them. So what Steam has done now is Steam has said, hey, we're going to publish anything that comes to the thing, except for if you're obviously trolling or if it's illegal. Because there are like certain topics that are like in like China, I want to say you can't have skeletons. So like obviously any game containing a skeleton will not be Having put what? into skeletons. Oh, like that's yeah, weird. like uh, like in World of Warcraft, uh, the undead race in China is like instead of bones sticking out, there's skin covering that. It's like deceased, disease, like a uh, like gross looking skin, but okay. Um, 
I don't think this is Steam giving up. I think this is Steam recognizing that the Steam marketplace is like an art gallery. This is how Jared and Greg from Kind of Funny put it on Kind of Funny Games Daily. And there's certain type of art you're not going to like to see. So what they're going to do is they're going to have a way for you to curate, like, what do you want to see? So let's say I really hate video games where there are gigantic anime boobies. I can click a little check mark, and I'll never see giant anime boobies on my Steam profile. Yeah. That's what they want to do here. There are multiple articles like this. I'm not calling out Polygon. Like, there's multiple articles from, like, Kotaku, IGN, all these people saying, like, Steam's just given up. Steam doesn't care anymore. No, they do care. It's just that you can't restrict what people can make. Like, these people are putting their heart and soul into video games. And just because a couple of people don't like it and they're getting reported, Steam then has to go and be like, hey, we can't have your game on our store, stuff like that. I just think, you know, we it's we live in a world where you're not going to agree with everything you see. Like, obviously, like, there's some extreme cases, like the school shooting game that yeah. came out. No, that's straight up trolling. That person, that game should never have been put out. And I don't even okay. think it was on Steam. I think it was like a second thing. Oh, I thought it was um, on Steam. Was it? Yeah, yeah, that should immediately been like, that should have, like, whoever passed that should probably get a re-look at their job. Um, okay, so that falls under trolling. I wasn't sure what that yeah. really, okay. Yeah, like, they're going to, like, curate to an extent, but, like, okay. visual novels that have erotic material. Okay. Like, obviously, like, certain people don't want that. Like, people don't want to, like, see half-naked people when they're browsing the Steam store. Yeah. Because like, if you're in public on a laptop, that could be a little awkward, you know? Well, I so mean, you Steam could, has, like, a thing where you have to confirm your age before you continue to, like, see stuff. Yeah. So it's like, they, so, they do that. Yeah, but they're going to, like, make it to where you can have a detailed list of, like, what you want to play. Like, what games will show to you? Like, do you hate FPSs? You won't see FPSs. Okay. Stuff like that. So I don't I don't agree with all these headlines saying Steam is just giving up. They don't care about their users. Like, no, they do. It's just that they recognize that you can't, you can't silence art because then you're not letting the good art through. You know, if you get, can I get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think this is really good because I think you've explained it to me a lot better than I originally understood it. Um, and it makes a lot more sense now, and I'm cool with it. Because, like, yeah. I thought they were saying games like the active shooter game was like, okay, fine, if you want that up there, it'll be up there. And I was like, that's, you know, that's not okay. Sometimes you do have to take a stand about stuff. So, okay, so that makes more sense now. I'm okay with it. I want my erotic yeah, visual just, novels to stay on the game, so that's fine. Yeah, I just, I really felt like a lot of people just took that, like, what they did and just ran with it and put it, like, an outlandish title on it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, like, Steam doesn't care. No, they do. You're just choosing to word it like that. So that was my stance on the whole thing. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. I learned something no new today. So. <laughs> Now let's get to EA. Now let's get to EA. So this is exciting because, you know, we thought we were recording last night. We weren't going to have any E3 coverage. It was going to be real awkward. But uh, now we've at least got EA. So um, let's just say, you know, EA has a lot of stuff about sports. And we're two people who really don't care about sports video games. So pretty much all of that was just like, oh, well, okay. I mean, we expected that from E3, so... I mean, from EA. I get so confused because I keep saying E3 and EA, and I'm just like, ah, it's a mess. 
there was some guy named the Kiv or something like that. He was an NFL esports guy. Young Kiv. Yeah, they were like Young telling Kiv. his story about like how he wanted to be the Madden champion, and so he like kept never making it, seemed, and then he made it. And I was like, a big like, douche. I was he did. I was like, I don't care about this guy. Like he kind of sounds like a jerk, and okay, but they had a whole big thing with him. Um, also, I want to say, so Andrea Renee from What's Good Games was hosting the EA press conference, and there was she did a great job. Um, oh, the, yeah. The crowd in the press conference was probably, like, the worst crowd I've ever seen. They were not excited about anything. At first, we were like, oh, maybe it's just the sports. They're not excited about sports. But they were not excited about anything that got announced during this conference. So, I feel like so E three has definitely changed since I think last year when they started letting fans mm -hmm. in. Yeah, it went from being like you know news outlets and like people who were there to invest to now it's fans. So I think a lot of fans were there, and obviously EA has not had the best track record in the past year with the Battlefront two debacle and you know the other stuff. Yeah. So I think a lot of fan, fans went there, and fans did not like EA. So I don't know why you even went to that then. Like you just went there. I think a lot of them wanted to see Anthem. The issue yeah. was Anthem went on last. Um, I thought Andrew and A did a great job for the yeah. crowd she had to deal with. Uh, EA did. EA puts on a very fucking weird press conference. <laughs> like besides the sports stuff, we're gonna just get it out here right now. That mobile Command and Conquer game, that was the worst. Like I almost turned off the stream at that point because it was ten minute. It was a minute past due. Like after a minute, you should just been done talking about it. But instead, they did like a live esports shout casting of a command and conquer game on a phone <laughs> it was it was not was... it was not super exciting i'm not into that kind of game and so i wasn't super into watching the gameplay of it either that was really weird that was that was very weird odd odd decision okay uh let's talk about things that did excite us so uh andrea sat down with I don't remember his name, but he's from Respawn. And we didn't get to see any visuals from it, but he told us about the new Star Wars game that Respawn is working on. It's going to be called uh, Jedi Fallen Order. It's going to be set between episodes three and episodes four when the Jedi are getting hunted down. Um, and you are going to get to play as a Jedi and have Jedi powers. So it's... I mean, we didn't hear much, but I'm super excited just from hearing that about it and knowing that it's Respawn, um, because I love what Respawn did with Titanfall 2. Um, this will be coming out uh, at the end of the year in 2019. So, you know, that's not that's not too far. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'd say probably even before next E3, we'll get to see something for it, probably. Maybe like at the Game Awards yeah. this year or something, we'll see something from it. I can see these are Game Awards or Gamescom this year, yeah. so... Yeah, I didn't really expect to see anything from it. I think it's a little too early for that. Yeah. Uh, that, and, like, they still want to support Battlefront 2, so they kind of want to give that a little bit more <laughs> limelight. Um, and I feel so bad for it, because they went from this to Battlefront 2, and it was just a letdown. It's like, nobody cares about Battlefront 2 anymore. <laughs> we want this new uh, game already. I mean, there's a group of fans, because I am on the subreddit for that game uh yeah. there's a group of fans who like have been dying for that clone wars content like they okay. did not care about the solo content yeah so the fact that they showed the clone wars content means they're actually listening and 
that's good for those that's people good. who actually like that game and want to play it. So when the Amy Henning game got canceled early this year, I know a lot of people were like, well, now we don't get a story-driven Star Wars game. And I feel like a lot of people just forgot that, hey, Respawn's making a Star yeah. Wars game. Yeah. This sounds like we're getting a nice single-player story. So yeah. yeah. there you go, folks. We get some Star Wars video games out there. And this, I mean, yeah, I wasn't expecting anything this year because not that this is going to be like, it. okay, it's probably going to be a shooter because that's what Respawn does well with, Titanfall, obviously. Um, yes, but also, I mean, you're going to get that lightsaber. She clarified that you're going to get a lightsaber. So. Yeah. Um, and so because this year just bad, I think they're, what they're doing is like Battlefield game, Star Wars game, Battlefield game, Star Wars game is how they're like doing mm -hmm. it. That makes sense. So yeah. next year would be the Star Wars year since okay. we're getting Battlefield 5 this year. So um, yeah, Battlefield 2 announced we're getting the Clone Wars season. Uh, we're getting General Grievous, Count Dooku, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker, mm -hmm. and some other people will be showing up as well. We assume Ahsoka from the show. Um, so that's really cool. They really talked about Ewok Hunt for a very long time, so it makes me think that's going to come back as a permanent mode. And it wasn't a good mode. I hated that mode. I was really excited I when I heard it, about it. I went in and tried it, and it was so dark, and those fucking Ewoks just, like, sneak up on you <laughs> and kill you before you even have a chance. It was so hard. Um, so, yeah, I mean, once this update goes live, I'll probably hop back in, see what it's all mm -hmm. about, because they are introducing like a very a new mode they talked about very briefly, so I'm interested to see what that is. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, was it after that, or before that, was Unravel 2. Yes, and this was exciting because, um, you know, they had, like, this this stormy boat, and you think it's going to be, like, this big action thing, and then you see Yarny in there, and it's like, oh, here we go. Um, and this looks so adorable because it's a, okay, it's a two-player co-op, but it's only local co-op, just FYI, which is very disappointing. Um because let me tell you, when I first saw that and saw the co-op and saw them like going along together and doing stuff, my first thought was like, oh, me and Cody should get this and we should make a video of it and it's going to be awesome. Followed quickly by, oh, that's a horrible idea because I'm horrible at platformers and I'll get so angry <laughs> at this game and we do not want that on video. Um, I never finished Unravel 1 because I was just like so bad at it. Um, but it was a really fun game. It was very emotional because like it, it's tied to like the first Unravel starts with your you're in like this grandma's house and like you're kind of remembering things and going through her memories and it got, it gets me real emotional um so this one did too and even the developer who was on stage talking about it you could see him getting emotional about it and it was really sweet but it looks really cool like the mechanics now of having uh yarny and his buddy and just like the way you're jumping around and like flinging off of each other and stuff it looks really cool cody did you ever play unravel no, I have seen that game play. Like I watched walkthroughs of it a mm -hmm. couple times. Um, I liked the guy presenting. I think he seemed very genuine. You could tell he very much like uh, wanted people. He understands that people don't like EAs, but you could tell he like wanted people to like this game. Yeah. Um, but it was very weird how much they focused on the co-op mechanic, and then for the game to actually just be local co-op is very weird. Yeah. Because they were like, yeah, like you can, like even if you're, say your friends are online, like you can play by yourself by like combining Yarny and his buddy, which I hope his buddy is called Wooly, because like, <laughs> like Yarn that. and Wool, I don't know. Uh, 
so yeah and like the game was cool like you know like it's a, just a standard platformer and like you can doodle yarn yeah. grabs and there was a turkey for some reason i don't know why the turkey was a yarn it was gonna eat oh. you it was gonna take you back and make you part of its nest Ah, uh, okay, that would make sense why a turkey might want some yarn. I was yeah. like, I don't think a turkey would want to eat yarn, personally, yeah. but whatever. Um, so yeah, this is cool. Yeah, if you're here looking for a nice co-op game, there's, there's a that for a you. A local so. co-op game, FYI. And it's out now. Oh my god, do you remember when we did our prediction show, and I was yes. like, I want something to say, hey, it's out now. We got two things, technically, at EA. We got Yarny, they were saying, oh, it's out now, and then, not that we're excited about that mobile game, but the mobile game, they're like, you can get it on Android Alpha now. Which I went and looked at the store, and it was just a pre-register, it didn't let me get it right away. But anyway, the Unravel 2 filled my need to have something come out and just be completely announced and say you can get it right now. So that's exciting. It's $20. I thought about getting it until I realized it didn't have online co-op. Before we get into the next uh, indie game they announced, I think we should mention that EA announced that they're having a streaming service. Yeah. It's kind of like, it seems like it's improving upon, I believe it's called EA All Access is their mm -hmm. streaming service right now. Um, and it's going to be any EA title will be on it for like 15 bucks a month. I didn't think that their current one was a streaming one. I thought, I didn't know it was streaming. I thought maybe like, it's not streaming. Download it, and now it's going to be streaming. Yeah, now it's going to be streaming. That's yeah, what it is. I think um, so. And like, like they said that Battlefield, like all that, will be on it. Mm -hmm. um, seems interesting. I don't, I don't think I'll get it, but like, yeah. I mean, it seems like it's because I don't know if it's just PC because like EA All Access is on consoles, like you can use it like yes. that. Um, I don't think I'll get it. I mean, granted, it would be cheaper to pay 15 bucks and try out, like, Battlefield Five per se. Yeah. I just don't think it's... I don't think it's for me. Like, I I don't I don't need another streaming service. Yeah, I feel like probably it's more to benefit for people who really like all the different sports games. Because then there's, like, a bunch of games yeah. that you can play on it. If there's just, like, a game or two, it's like, meh. I don't know. Oh, and we should also mention they revealed Battlefield, 5, Battlefield 5's Battle Royale mode. No shock. <laughs> no shock at all. Nobody cared. Expecting. <laughs> I feel like I um, think they announced it and like the crowd like just like made no noise. They're like, eh, okay. Just yeah. Um, <laughs> and so next they announced a uh, Sea of Solitude, and this seemed really sad. Oh my god, this fucks me up just watching this thing and hearing her talk about it. Because here I wrote down something that she said about this game. The developer was talking about it. She said, when people get lonely, they turn into monsters. And so this game is about this girl who is super lonely. And so she like has kind of converted into this kind of monstrous, still girl shaped thing, but like she's all like, um, just like she's got like glowing eyes and like her whole body is just like black, like nothing is defined. It's just like a shape, it seems like. And that's what the monsters in the world are, are that as well, it seems like. Um, and it had like really sad music playing and she's like going around in a boat and running from these monsters and feeling sad. And I was just like, oh my God. And I got real upset. I was like, I don't know. What did you think, Cody? Yeah, it seems really interesting. Um, so, I mean, so far I, we're one for one for these EA, I don't remember the term they call it, but the like indie games where they're funding it. But EA doesn't receive any, yeah. any of the money. 
Um, which I think has been a big takeaway today is that hey, EA is funding this game, but they don't see a penny from it. So mm-hmm. like, you can still support this game if you think it looks cool, and you're not supporting EA. Yeah. Um, I want to see a little bit more from it. Like, I want to know like, because I didn't really feel like I got like what yeah. I'd be doing in the game. So like, I want to know what I'd be doing. Um, but I did like the art style for it a lot. Mm-hmm. It seems really, really dark and creepy, like almost Tim Burton like. So I'm into that. Seems really cool. So yeah. It reminds me a little bit of Hellblade um, because I feel like it's the main character's like journey through yeah. her own darkness and dealing with this stuff. And like you're going to get through it and it's going to be really like telling you something. And maybe because like Hellblade meant a lot to me. Um, yeah. As far as dealing with grief and stuff like that, like it helped me. And so I feel like this game has the potential to do that as well, but it's probably going to make me cry and like it's going to be hard to like get through it. Um, but I mean, it looks really cool and I'll be excited to see more about it as well just to, to see. But man, uh, it got me. So, yeah. It looked cool. So, you know, let's wait and see. Yep. All right, I think that was all until we get to the big finish. Was there anything else that we missed? I don't think so. No, there was everything. Nothing else that we cared about. Oh, the, the funny thing from the day was, so we get this like really sad trailer for Sea of Solitude, and then just instantly into sports. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Like, let's whatever, lighten yay. the mood here. Let's bring you back up. Here's some basketball stuff. You don't so care I feel like about it, but yeah. We should... Look at the EA conference before this next part and kind of grade it a little bit. So me personally, at this point, I'm kind of like C, like a like a C, like you know, it's don't really care about sports. See, Solitude's cool and Ravel's cool. Wasn't wasn't I don't know EA just I feel like they put on very weird press conferences That's and this weird. was a very weird one. Yeah, I and the respawn fun. news is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And then we get to the big news. Yeah. When I was. We've all been kind of waiting for. What the fuck is Anthem? And we found out, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I was telling Sam, I was like, I don't know where my hype levels were for this. But then I saw it all, and I read a bunch about it, and I watched some like coverage from Game Informer and IGN, and hot damn, I'm all in for Anthem. Like, if they say, if this is, if they 100% deliver, I'm in for it. Because, like, yeah. Whew, so, we find out that the exosuits in Anthem are called javelins, and at launch, there's going to be four of them. Oh, you had a thing about <laughs> something, and real quick it say, makes a lot of sense. Because we talked a few weeks ago, in this latest uh, Destiny 2 expansion, there was an issue where they had this weapon, and sometimes they called it a javelin, and sometimes they called it a Valkyrie. And we couldn't figure out what they were doing if they changed it halfway and just didn't fix it. So now, finding out that Anthem, which has been compared to Destiny, has something called a javelin, I feel like maybe Destiny 2 had started to call this weapon a javelin, and then they found out about Anthem using that word, and they decided to change the to Valkyrie, but they didn't do a good job of cleanup. So that's what I think happened with Destiny 2. So I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, Continue. So the exosuits are called javelins. So in Anthem, you are a freelancer. You're living in this world that was shaped by these godlike being beings, but then one day they just disappeared. So but now they left a bunch of their tech. So they're still, like, still affecting the and world. And 
the, yeah, the tech creates aliens and monsters and storms that have produced more monsters. So you're a freelancer. You're going to have the ability to customize your freelancer, how they look and all that. So that'd be pretty cool. Uh, four javelin classes, because that's what a javelin really is. It's your class. Um, it's going to be the ranger, which appears to be your kind of all around. Uh, Colossus is going to be your kind of tankier, like heavy machine gun kind of character. And we don't know a lot about Interceptor and Storm, but judging by the way they look, the Interceptor seems like it's going to be like a fast-paced, kind of like get-in-get-out kind of damage dealer. And then the Storm looks almost like a warlock sorcerer yeah. to me, because like you have like a little storm arm. Um, it seemed very was... weird to me, the detail that they went into for Ranger and Colossus, and then they just like stopped and didn't talk about the other two at all. They weren't like, we'll tell but you I more think... about those later. They just stopped. It was weird. You... You want to leave a little bit to, like, you don't want to give it all the information out, you know? Cody, you just have to say, and we'll tell you more about those others in the future. They didn't even see that. They yeah. just, it was a hard cut, and it was weird. So, judging, before we get any further, judging by what you saw, what do you think is going to be your first pick to play? Okay, here's the thing. Based I on think, looks. I think I would like to play the Storm one the most, but I think it's probably going to be hard, and I'll probably end up being the Ranger. <laughs> Um, I think I'll probably flip flop between the Ranger and the Colossus, unless yeah. the Interceptor brings something. I, I, Storm looks cool. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's for me. Yeah. Um, unless the Interceptor brings something I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, I think I'll flip out between Ranger and Colossus. Colossus definitely seems like my kind of character. Yeah. Like the second I saw he popped a shield, it mm -hmm. was like eating explosions with the shield. I was like, "You got me. You fucking got me. Damn it." Um. <laughs> so. What are you doing in Anthem? So pretty much you are, so you have a story hub. So this is a co-op game, but when you go back to your story hub, it's just you. And I like this aspect because like, this is, this definitely feels like an MMO to me because obviously not massive because you only have four people, but none of your progression is tied to anything that's going on with your teammates. You're doing your story, stuff that matters to you, the quests that you pick up, but you're doing them with friends and that's awesome because this is like what I love about a multiplayer game is that like I'm progressing my story, but also like I'm getting like, Hey Sam, you want to go like, Hey, I got a quest to kill like 10 of these things. And you're like, well, I have a quest to kill the same thing. Let's go do it together. That's what I enjoy. So you're doing that. I just dropped my notepad. We're just going to keep going. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say, I can't wait to do like some flying combat. Like anytime yeah. they show you flying around and like shooting stuff looks so amazing. Um, I'm going to reach down and get the notepad, Sam. Can okay. you talk for a minute? Okay. Um, I also like the flying. Megs had had concerns about trying to shoot while flying, which I also have concerns, but I'm, I always do things that I'm bad at. So I think I'll be fine with that. But I like that you can just transition seamlessly from flying in the air to going underwater and flying underwater as well it looks so cool the environments just look amazing and the yeah. fact that like there's going to be weird storms and things going on throughout it's just it's very exciting i'm excited to get into that world and see what it's like um yeah and like it kind of seems like okay they didn't show a lot and they did talk a little bit about the game but there was a lot of stuff that came out through twitter and through like game informers coverage and next july is the game informer cover is anthem so we'll get to learn about from that 
and IGN, IGN had a hands-on interview where like they had somebody actually go play a couple weeks ago and they interviewed him. Um, so there's no romancing, so you're not going to get to have sex in your exosuit. I'm sorry. No <laughs> javelin fucking. Um, Mark Dara, who is like one of the game designers, I think he's the lead game designer, actually, okay. uh, answering a bunch of questions. Actually, tomorrow, so today is Saturday, so Sunday, he's doing an AMA all about Anthem, so you can ask him any question. He's going to answer it. Um, Hopefully it'll be so recorded so you can go back and watch that because it'll be passed by the time you hear this podcast. Yeah, I think it'll be on like Reddit or something. Like yeah. th- There'll be a bunch of write-ups about it. Like yeah. Anthem is definitely going to be a game you're going to be seeing a lot about. Yeah. Um, so a couple of questions I got asked him on Twitter were things like the romances. Um, will there be PvP? The answer to that one was no at launch. I hope it never comes. Because yeah. I like PvP in Destiny. Because this is similar to Destiny. The issue is, you don't get to have cool, crazy, exotic weapons sometimes because of how broken they would be in PvP. Mm, that's like true. In Destiny 1, there were some crazy guns. Like, everybody who played Destiny 2 remembers the Prometheus lens when it first came out and how crazy it was in PvP. You were melting people with it. Mm-hmm. So, I and I want, like, these big, crazy weapons. Like, I want, a, like, a bazooka for the Colossus that, like, just rains down Hellfire. Like... And because there's no PvP, you don't got to balance it. It's just, you're being awesome. To be fair, I'm not a game developer. But you could say, here's a class of elite weapons, and any elite weapon is not allowed in PvP. Problem solved. Good point. See, I'm a problem solver, Cody. Destiny, hire this woman. (laughs) There you go. Um, Some other questions. Would there be more javelins after launch? They said yes. One of the things they mentioned during the conference because they had like a little q a session is that this is going to be like a living world they're going to they're going to update it at story at more quest all that kind of stuff so this is in a similar vein to a destiny like game this like living world mmo fps kind of thing will there be dungeons slash raids so like that that four person raid seems kind of cool like doesn't seem like it's hard to get together you can pick up four people yeah and they said yes there will be um let's see what else we got here we have oh what happens if you don't have friends you said want to play this game well you can play it solo it may be a little more difficult Mm -hmm. or there will be matchmaking you can matchmake into some random people and there's no like restrictions you can all be if you want to be four ranger javelins you can do that you level each of them up individually so there's no need to make a new character you're just your character person and you can hop into anyone at any time so let's say you're, you're people, you need a Colossus to be like a tank for you guys. You can happen to be a Colossus on the go. So that's, that's cool. pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've like written up about the Q&A on uh, Twitter that that guy was doing. Um, I watched a 123 questions oh, with him. That's a lot of questions. Um, a lot of questions. Uh, there's no kneeling in the game. So I've decided that it's a hard pass because, you know, sometimes you just want to take a sit. And... <laughs> I mean, of all the things no, that no could, could make you pass. Um, Is there dancing? Was that Did that come up? They did say there's emotes. The better oh, dancing. that was another big thing. There's no loot boxes. Okay. Any cosmetic. Mm-hmm. There will be cosmetics that they're selling. Mm-hmm. But they're not pay to win. There's no, like, cards to unlock. So 
Bioware is definitely sticking away from the EA bullshit of this past yeah. year and a half. So good on them. So That's cool. I am really excited for this game. Yeah. And it sounds like there's going to be a beta sometime soon. Oh, so that'll be exciting. Like before the end of the year. Okay, well, we should clarify our definitions of soon. That's fine. Sorry, yeah, good point, because I remember Spider-Man was supposed to be soon, and then it was five months later. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sometime before the end of the year, there should, because this yeah. game comes out February of next year, so we're February definitely getting a beta. February 22nd, yes. Excited. Such a good time. The early part of the year is such a good time to release the game. Yeah. I'm glad people are moving towards that. Yeah. So, Sam, thoughts on Anthem? Um, I'm just really excited for it. Um, you know, it combines all the stuff that I love. Um, I haven't had the best history with Bioware games in the past because like I tried a Mass Effect and I got bored because I was just like going to planets and mining for supplies and I was like, oh, and then, you know, Dragon Age I played a little bit and I liked it okay, but I was just like, eh. um, I found that like I don't know that I'm super into RPGs where you have to just, like, go and talk to a bunch of people. Because, like, Cody, you know, I don't necessarily like talking to people in real life. So why would I want to go talk to a bunch of people in video games? I just want to go do my quests. Um, Reasonable. Or watch really cool cutscenes. So that's fine. So we'll see what it's like. Um, but this seems like it'll be a good mix. And there'll be plenty of stuff to, to keep me happy. Um yeah i'm looking forward to it it looks really fun so yeah i'm this is probably my most anticipated game next year like it was my most anticipated game of this year it still is even though it's not this year um (laughs) and then like i was listening to some people talk about it and kind of because they they announced like more javelins are coming Mm -hmm. after launch this kind of seems like a triple a developed warframe like nothing is warframe but like how there's like the different uh frames in that game okay there'll be different javelins in this game and like mm. warframe's a pretty amazing game on its own right so i think bioware has a lot of examples like destiny monster hunter division and warframe to base this game off of yeah so i believe in them i know a lot of people are skeptical but i'm excited and yeah there's some pre-orders up you get some bonuses and all that i probably will be picking that up soon yeah um so yeah that was the ea conference all together i think it was not the best but anthem definitely got me hyped and that's all you can really do i do wonder if it shows up on the microsoft stage because last year it did show up on the microsoft stage when they announced it so i do wonder if they announce a deal because i don't think bungie would sit well with uh PlayStation announcing a deal with them because it's too similar of a game. So I <laughs> yeah. think Microsoft will get some uh, exclusive loot, oh. which makes sense. Um, so, yeah. I will say that last last time, was it last E3 where they had the thing where and it got so much shit for that gameplay where they were talking about how the people playing it were sounded oh, so gosh. fake. And so we're like, yeah, they probably learned their lesson. They're not going to do that again. No, they did that again. This, this gameplay, they had the people talking... Oh, it sounded even more that fake. Was, that was actually like in-game, like NPCs talking. I felt. Was it? I thought it was supposed to yeah. be like people playing, and it sounded very, very not. I don't. They didn't really clarify. I thought, to me, it's, it was the NPCs talking. Because we didn't get that cringy like, "Oh, dude, I got a gold." 
Okay. Like, okay. That's that stuff. Because yeah, right. I do admit I couldn't tell. the thing last year was very rough. Like <laughs> it was weird. But no, I don't know. I'll have to go back and listen, and uh, we'll talk about it more on the next show. But uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Like. <laughs> You're flying past this like it's called an ancient guardian and like the person like just shot some random rockets like <laughs> so it, cool the monsters look really cool but i think the one you're talking about like they flew by it and shot at it and then just kept going they're like yeah i'm not gonna mess with that guy i'm just gonna go do this other thing they just just a flyby it was crazy yeah it was very rude <laughs> i did it and like i think it was cool like they showed well first off one negative takeaway uh-huh. is that the size of like the damage numbers that are popping up are a little too huge. It's like, too big. We're not it's all playing so on yeah. seventy-inch plasmas. Like you can't down. see what you're hitting because the damage numbers are too big. Yeah, and well, like I thought it was cool. So the they showed the ranger throwing an ice grenade, mm-hmm. and then the colossus did like a rocket shot, and they said combo, combo, combo. I think that's cool. Like that's a really interesting mechanic to throw in there because like. I would. I want to find all the ways like Sam and I's javelins will combo together, or like we can pick up some said. other buddies. But okay, you know what? God damn it! I walk into these. Um, <laughs> yeah, like. Anyways, Anthem is really cool looking, and I'm super excited for it. So Agreed. next year when it comes out, you'll have to hear us raving about it nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So oh. it's oh, time out. The 123 questions thing, the big takeaway is there is a final boss of the story mode. Okay. But after that, you constantly have new stuff that comes up. Okay. That was one of the big takeaways I got from the 123 questions. I did listen to all 123. I made a note of them all. If you would like me to read them to you. No. Okay, good. Okay. I didn't want to do that. It was, it was a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> all right. Um. So... I think that's all for today. And I think that's very good that we got to record today. So we got to talk about Anthem today and get this out of the way because like that would have been a big time thing that we would have given yeah. in our next E3 episode, which now we can give to the rest of E3. So we had Anthem and then the rest of E3. So we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. <clears throat> if you want to share your thoughts on... <clears throat> oh my god, excuse me. On what you've been excited about for E3, uh, on Wednesday night, we're going to have a live stream uh, with the community where we just talk about, you know, what we're excited for, what we saw, all of that. Um, I don't know the full details of when we're going to start, but just reach out to us on Discord and we'll we'll get synced up for that if you'd like to join us. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you can always email us at contact at geekartgames.com. We're on Twitch and Facebook at geekartgames. Uh, geekartgames.com slash YouTube for all of our videos. We just launched our new season of Two Guardians, which is Two Guardians, Anna Bray and the Hive, and it's a lot of fun. So we'll be going through that. Um, Twitch.tv slash Games for all of our live streams. If you want to get a fun Geek Heart Games shirt, you can go to geekartgames.com slash shirts. Um, if you want to join us in Discord, just go to geekartgames.com slash Discord. And just a shout out to all of our people in there. We've been having some real good conversations with them. We got a little emotional with them the other day just because, you know, they mean a lot to us. And we just wanted to make sure that they knew that and how much we love them and love having them in our lives. So 
did that. Um, I am on Twitter at SKSUVAK. Cody? I am at Cody. And uh, to talk about what Sam just said, uh, some sad news this week. Uh, there was a celebrity chef, Anthony Bourdain. He committed suicide. And so it kind of sparked a lot of mental health talk out there. Um, so we kind of put a message out there to Discord, but we also want to extend it to our listeners because Geek Heart Games was founded on making a community. And whether you've interacted with us one time or you just like our tweets or you've never talked to us, if you're listening to this podcast, you are part of this community. We do care about you, and we want you to know that you do matter. Um, things get rough. We know that. We've, we've dealt with mental health stuff, uh, the both of us. And the m- most important piece of advice I give is find something that makes you happy. Let it tether you here. Be it a video game, be it a person, be it a comic book, a book, movie, series, TV series. Just find something that makes you happy. Let it tether you here because you do matter. Um, like I said, you are a part of this community. If you ever need to talk, we are here. Uh, reach out to us any way you can. And we love you guys. And thank you for being part of the Geek Heart Games community. Yeah. That's such a sweet message. You know, like, I don't know what you to say. You made this real just, awkward. I know. Now I'm just like, oh, God. Okay. Well, we love you guys. Cody, I love you. I love you too, Sam. Okay, I said that knowing that you'd say it back. I didn't want to make it too awkward. It's weird, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) On that fun note, um, Cody, take it away. Just two geeks who heart games. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah.